0: Of a nude Donald Trump showing up in cities across America, yes, shortly after the election. Well, the same artist has come up with a new statue. Yeah, this was just handed to me. Plastic Jesus is the name of the artist, along with Joshua Ginger Monroe. They've come up with an odd thing to name your son, but go on. their uh, Their new statue is called Casting Couch. It's a life size Harvey Weinstein in a bathrobe on a couch holding an Oscar, a loose fitting bathrobe, a loose fitting bathrobe. Yeah, and it's golden. And it's going to be there near where they have the Oscars, so that's pretty cool. Right. Right. I
1: like that. I like that. I hope I get lots of attention. Yeah, that's absolutely fabulous. Oh, my the 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 Olympic-quality whirl from hiding it, condoning it, and supporting it to lecturing everybody else about it is what will make the Oscars so special Sunday night. Now, if I might, a brief a chat about tariffs. President? Wow. Off the cuff? (laughs) Even when you
0: said, I'm ready for it, I agree it's necessary, but when you say it out loud, I think, oof.
1: Oh, who wants to listen to that? But it's going to (laughs) be, this this segment will be chock full of my trademark world trade humor. There you go. That I'm known for. Oh, you should hear my stuff on, uh, on import duties. Oh, so look, if you do book Kenyan brain surgery... Just make sure they actually operate on your brain and not the guy in the next bed at the hospital. So yeah, That uh, happens in America. My series on booking Kenyan brain surgery also coming up. So, uh, hey, can we post the picture of the golden Harvey Weinstein casting couch uh, statue at armstrongandgetty.com? Yes, we're on it. Give us five minutes. So, look, here's the way you see this this uh, the the steel dump the uh, the tariff thing with steel and aluminium as I prefer to pronounce it Donald Trump having an announced that we're going to do that well, yeah, he announced it in the midst of a meeting about something else for reasons nobody can come up with to the shock of his staff or so it would seem, but that's a very Trumpian thing to do. Now, on your MSNBC and and similar channels, they're going crazy about how this is going to spark a trade war, which is going to ruin the American e- economy. Cars are going to be, you know, a, a triple in price and the rest of it. And look. Uh, well,
0: uh, to be fair, it's not just your C's and N and your MSNBC. It's also, is it not, sir? It's also, I think, the most conservative uh, member of the Senate, Ben Sass of Nebraska, Republican. Right.
1: Yes. I mean, it's a lot of Republicans. It's Well, it's a lot of Fox News. Well, it's a leftist policy, historically, what the president announced. Bernie That's Sanders is
0: cheering it. Bernie well, Sanders
1: right. is really excited. I would point out that Ben Sass, who may be my favorite senator, because he's sassy, and because I, uh, I agree with him on virtually everything, um, he also represents a huge agricultural state and if there is a trade war it will devastate american farmers but here's my thing here's the see see look all this folks and i blame jack none of this is going to matter here's the deal in my opinion because i've been reading about this forever since i was in school for the longest time america would put up with crap from your more emerging economies like china like india like, well, there are a hundred examples because we had by far the biggest economy. So everything was a smaller economy. Everything was emerging compared to us. So we would put up with a certain amount of steel dumping, unfair trade. They would erect tariffs, but we wouldn't, uh, that, that sort of thing, because we're such a juggernaut. It just didn't matter. And it stimulated world trade, which in the end was good for America. We were like we wouldn't call fouls on our six-year-old son as we played basketball. There was no point. There was no need. But at this point, what Trump's thinking is they've been getting away with way too much for way too long. China's threatening to eclipse. This as the biggest economy in the world. They've got lots of power. They're run by a dictator. They are dumping steel, even though we don't buy that much steel from China, as it turns out. They make like half the steel in the, the world, but we only get... A small chunk of our steel from them. but So long and short is Trump is thinking, you know, it's a reset. We're going to take less crap from the rest of the world from here on out. I doubt those tariffs actually get in place. It goes to the World Trade Organization where they think, oh, the crazy guy with the wackadoo haircuts in charge now. He's asking for all sorts of crazy stuff. And they'll negotiate and we'll get a little better deal than we used to. That's my opinion. I don't think it turns into much. I don't think so it turns be, into a trade war where our soybean farmers are devastated.
0: So it would be like his starting position with NATO is I think we're gonna pull out of NATO because nobody pays the bills and we have to pay them all. Which was an insane thing to say. <laughs> it, unless you're a negotiator and your ending yeah. point was his ending point where people started paying a lot more than they were
1: before. Yeah. He got people to pay a lot more than they were before. Yeah. So I think in Trumpian fashion, he's just trying to move it a few notches, but he's uh he's he's threatening something that would probably have an enormous impact on you know world trade and, and and standards of living in the United States and the rest of it because it would be damaging. but I tell you what you, it's we've been paying uh, what's the best metaphor that people will understand it's like we've been paying protection to the mob forever and and we're just that's enough that's enough. We're going to stand up for ourselves a little bit and try to move the thing a couple of notches uh, in a more favorable direction.
0: A lot of companies in Sweden are making exercise mandatory.
1: I think we're going to head in that direction in the United States. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to have a primary care physician. You got to have a physical. You got to do this and that to get the better insurance rates through your company, for instance. Yeah, because they, yeah, they
0: already do that stuff. Maybe they do that where you work, where you can meet certain guidelines and get the lower (laughs) insurance rate. I talked to a buddy
1: who uh, he works for a company. You actually have to. T- have to do ten push-ups you have to do an interview with a nurse where she asks you about your health and your diet, and it's mandatory that you get on the phone or meet in person with this nurse and get grilled by her and um it was suggested to me that some of the answers may be less than candid
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that can be its own problem um i've I've heard this from people that weren't honest with their their stuff, and then you have a really big expensive medical thing, and if they you know there's nicotine in your blood, or or whatever, and you claimed you weren't a smoker, and then right. they just say, "Sorry, we're not paying for this." Yeah, I, yeah, that's, I have uh, heard that's, that. And you, you know, you're facing some million-dollar illness, right? So, I wonder what the laws are on that. How how picky can they be? I don't know. How crazy can they be that's, about that? That's the most common one. People lying about whether they smoked or not. I, mm. I wonder about other stuff, about just weight or anything else. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't. I, I don't know. I mean, like if you forget that you're taking. Like a Claritin, over-the-counter Claritin for your seasonable, seasonal allergies, and you put don't put that on the form? Can they refuse to pay for your chemotherapy? And right. how, how crazy can they get? I don't know that. I, I'd imagine that would not happen, but I don't know.
0: Here's an employer in Sweden uh, that uh, requires everybody to attend a weekly workout section every Friday at the gym near the office. There's no getting out of it. Um, you have to go. Is it during the workday? Once Once a week. I don't know if that would do you a hell of a lot of good.
1: Eh, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a little workout on Fridays. Although, generally, my workout is uh, on a golf course on Fridays.
0: Um, so, anyway, they're wondering if that's headed toward the United States where we're certainly encouraging more exercise. It just makes your insurance a lot cheaper. And then, pretty soon, it, maybe it'll be mandatory. Right. Maybe you will have to run. Maybe it'd be like, um, you know, like they do in the military. You have to be able to run a mile a certain amount, a certain. Uh, in a certain amount of time, adjusted for age. Right. I could see them doing that. Companies, in fact, uh, you know,
1: I, I wouldn't blame them. Well, and if the government is the company, the government's paying for your health insurance, uh, so the the people, we the people, uh, care whether you're healthy or not, Jack. I'm not going to let you get a, obese if I have to pay a share of your, uh, well, yeah, I'm, your I'm medical picturing, bills. I'm so, picturing, yeah, it'll be government compulsory exercise.
0: Well, I'm picturing non-socialized non-social, medicine. I suppose we're headed there. Well, the best expert we know says we're headed there in right. ten years. So, yeah. I suppose I should accept that. But for now, if you consider it a private company, they're private companies that are going to insure you. Why should they treat the, the 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 really fat person down there in the corner who never exercises, eats crap, and well, smokes is a bad example because that one's they're kind of picky about now. It yeah. never exercises, you know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and treat them the same way as they treat me. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would a company do that? Why should they be
1: expected to do that? I might be going away. You might be better off as a tweaker. Nice and thin. You got the low BMI. So you smoke some meth every day. Mm -hmm. Get lower rates than the fat guy, probably. They ask, do you smoke? You say, cigarettes? No. (laughs) No, no. I never touched tobacco. But since the number one
0: expert we know says we're headed toward government health care, anyway, none of this matters. The government's going to do what they want to do.
1: See, the guy was going in for brain surgery in Kenya, and they uh, operated on the next guy's brain. And uh, so that guy's unhappy. Heard about? <laughs> we've heard about that with they operate on
0: the wrong knee and that sort of stuff a lot. Yeah, That happens thousands and thousands of times every year in wrong, the United
1: States. Wrong brain is a real mistake. Cutting into somebody's brain who didn't no. need
0: it. What who's he there for?
1: Sprained ankle? You come out of the uh, the anesthesia and you say, you know, Doc, my knee still hurts and now my head hurts like hell. (laughs) (laughs) How'd the operation go? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, we're not the kind of show that gets all their hair on fire about these uh, rumors all the time because so many times they've turned out to be nothing about who's leaving the Trump White House, and then oftentimes who cares anyway. Right. Um, God, how many times do you have to be told so-and-so is going to resign? Our sources say, and then they stick around for another year right? With, uh, before you fall for it. But yeah, no, we have a dumb. really good source on this one that uh, McMaster has been talking to people at Stanford about a position. Oh, boy.
1: Interesting. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I wonder, wonder why he's on the way out. You know, I want to talk about the lack of sanctions against Russia and... Um... And the weird non-reaction to anything Putin does and the fact that Mike Rogers said the other day he's not been given uh, the authority and budget to really battle back with Putin on the cyber thing. I, just, I can't figure out what Trump's doing with Russia. I Mac- really can't.
0: McMaster is our nation's national security advisor. i got to quit using these these names like you all know this right. because you shouldn't. You might ought to know that one, but yeah, yeah. Don't, don't follow this stuff. I hope to God you're not. <laughs>
1: I I hope you don't. I hope you don't know who the hell Hope Hicks was. That is our wish for you. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Hey, uh, you're gonna kill me for this, but a a little (laughs) tariff follow-up. Yeah, I know. I know.
3: I can mix in some more aluminum fun facts to kind of lighten it up. Wait
1: wait a minute.
3: Do you have more? (laughs) Oh, I got plenty. As I mentioned before, it's my favorite of all the metals. Hit us. About 75% of all aluminum ever made is still in use thanks to recycling.
1: There you go. That's pretty interesting. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? So the president has just tweeted, when a country taxes our products coming in at, say, 50%, and we tax the same product coming into our country at zero, not fair or smart, we will soon be starting reciprocal taxes so that we will charge the same thing as they charge us. $800 billion trade deficit. Have no choice. He also said we must protect our country and our workers. Our steel industry is in bad shape. If you don't have steel, you don't have a country. But he's,
0: he's got to have a plan or a theory, right? I mean, he did go to a top-level business school. I have to assume he's studied up on this stuff, the history of it and whatnot.
1: Right. Well, okay, I got this from um, a friend who knows. He's in an industry who absolutely knows what's going on. He's right there in the pocket of big aluminum. I,
3: I don't think he is. It's the most abundant <laughs> mineral on Earth after oxygen and silicon. I didn't know
0: that either.
1: That's was no a pretty good fact. That is good It fact. wasn't fun, but it was good. Yeah. The Chinese, this is from my friend who absolutely knows what he's talking about. The Chinese illegally subsidized the manufacturing of aluminum and steel by providing free or reduced energy costs. They use aluminum and steel in countless products, then sell the aluminum, steel, and improve products at below market rates. The Chinese dumping is recognized by the Commerce Department and sanctions... Oh, stop texting me while I'm reading your previous text. Uh, They've been recognized by the Commerce Department, and sanctions have been placed on the Chinese, but they continue to skirt the law. The cheating by the Chinese kills American manufacturing and costs the U.S. tens of thousands of jobs. They skirt the law by taking the metals and repackaging them and sending them to Thailand and Vietnam makes it look like it doesn't come from China. Uh, Aluminum manufacturing in the U.S. is 10% of what it was 10 years ago. They can't compete with the subsidized prices. But the totality of American industry says, look, hey, we're getting cheap steel over here, and the economy's humming, and everybody's trading, and the Chinese are buying soybeans. Just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. That's been the U.S. trade policy for the last several decades. And now Trump is saying, I am worried about it. You're going to screw us, we're screwing you back. I think it's a useful reset if it, it turns into a big, huge trade war. All the experts are saying trade wars always end badly. Well, this is a different one in a different time, and I'll, I'll bet he gets at least some of what he's looking for.
0: And he campaigned on it. It's not like it came out of nowhere. It came right. out of nowhere in terms of nobody thought he was going to announce it yesterday, apparently in his own White House, but he campaigned on this. He mentioned this in his speeches all the time. It was the least jazzy part of his campaign speeches. Right. <laughs> I liked it better when he yelled at the media. Yes. One more. A single Boeing 747 contains 147,000 pounds of aluminum. That's a lot of aluminum, as it is rather light. I was going to ask, what is most aluminum in? When when do I ever come across aluminum? Everything. I'll have that for you next time we talk Terrence. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? Everything? I'm not wearing any aluminum right now.
1: Oh, it's all over. It's everywhere you look. It's probably mm-hmm. in the this headphones. microphone stand. I'll bet is aluminum. I didn't sleep in an I'll bet aluminum that's bed. That's made of aluminum. I just no. <laughs> okay, it's not everything. <laughs> you didn't eat any aluminum for breakfast. <laughs> right. I stand corrected. <laughs> no, it's omnipresent. Like the 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 border on that uh, that dry erase board has uh, got to be aluminum. It
0: doesn't even need to be there. If that border wasn't there,
1: it'd be fine. <laughs> So most aluminum is useless, in Jack's opinion. <laughs> Fascinating.
0: I have one of those Ford F one fifties that's got aluminum in it that they changed a couple of years ago, make them much oh, yeah. lighter.
1: Yeah. So it's and they called it military grade aluminum, which was great uh marketing. Great spin, because people think of aluminum as cans and you don't want to drive around a tin an aluminum can
0: pickup. There's truck. definitely different grades of everything, so yeah. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah. Most
3: likely...
0: I most... got I got my kid in a, a military-grade aluminum ra- a razor scooter, and it's much better than the other ones. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, It's very sturdy, very light. When almost the Chinese a... come in, you
3: can beat them to death with it, uh-huh. ironically. I almost gave a preemptive fact, but I need to save that for the next time. We talk
1: tariffs. <laughs> yeah, you just Oh, jeez. Wow.
0: Oh, you're killing me.
1: Wow. You're killing me. Tariff talk. What do you guys talk about on your show? Oh, uh, tariffs, lot of imports, school exports. shootings. You know, that sort of thing. Taxation. And then traffic and weather accounting. on the
0: Traffic and weather on the nines. Then back to tariff talk. And what aluminum is in.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we argue about what aluminum is
0: in. Long conversations about what aluminum is in. And you guys are actually on a radio station. Yeah, bunch. Yeah, we're on several. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, we have a new richest hip hop star in the world. What? P. Diddy has been bethron- dethroned. Oh, okay. All right. As the richest hip hop star in the world. Details coming up. Um, oh, wait, we've got two minutes. I was about to throw it to Marshall. Okay, I won't do that. Um. Jay-Z has surpassed P. Diddy. is now worth $900 million, almost a billion dollars. Yeah, Jay Jay-Z's on his way to be his first billionaire hip-hop artist, P. Diddy, suffering at $836 million.
1: Right, right. Yep. Probably looking for a little uh,
0: loan. Most of it because they... bucks to go down to the laundromat from Jay-Z. Well, the aluminum tariffs are going to kill him. Right. Um... Uh, Do you want a little more econ talk? No. And so the money that these guys are getting is not as much from the music as from they got into fashion lines, vodkas, all that sort of stuff. Sure, They're businessmen.
1: They're brand managers yeah, and builders yeah, exactly. like like Trump, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your, your mouth said no, but your eyes said yes. Uh, it was pointed out with Putin and his threat with the missile and that sort of thing. Um, partly, there's new uh, negotiations about to start, so he's just laying down a negotiating marker with his cheesy, like, uh, high school kid put together video of nuking the United States, which is a hell of a maneuver. So there's that. He's in the midst of his, uh, it's a campaign speech yesterday. So my hair's not on fire over that either, but I heard pointed out today, uh, Russia has a smaller economy than Canada. Does it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's they just inherited practice. the nuclear arsenal of the Soviet Union. You know, if you're a Ukrainian, they're plenty powerful enough, or a Syrian. So it's like Canada with our military capability, our nuclear capability. Yeah, that's amazing. Th- there are several countries that could wipe up the Russian military as long as they didn't nuke them.
2: What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, Donald Trump's back and forth on gun control, really confounding Congress. And Fox is getting ready to air OJ's lost confession. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Is that before or after
0: alien autopsy? (laughs) (laughs) And when animals attack. Trump met with NRA last night behind closed doors, right? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. From the text line, my college professor in the 70s told me that all of the years aluminum would be used up by now and aluminum would be a thing of the past. <laughs> that's what college professors do. My college professor said uh, gasoline-powered cars wouldn't be around in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I, like an idiot,
1: spouted that many times. Yeah, and, and th- that's, that's in what h- I was taught in college. And that's in the hard sciences where they have, like, real data. Never mind the social sciences where everything's made up. Or damn near. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm sorry. Let me finalize this real quick. Deodorant has a lot of aluminum in it, apparently. There you go. That's a fun fact. Where's aluminum? It's on your armpits, Jack. So, I would like to make a brief announcement, Mm -hmm. unscheduled, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. During our interview of one Timothy Sandifer, author of Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man, I harassed him, kiddingly, for not sending me a free copy of the book.
0: I paid for mine because we're friends and I after expecting to get a free
1: meal at my friend's restaurant just doesn't, doesn't seem fair. After the show, I made it clear that I was merely joking and would be delighted to pay for it. Well, I've just received an apparently free copy of Frederick Douglass Self-Made Man by Timothy Sandifer with Good a book. note. I'm sorry, I thought I'd already sent you me? What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd already sent one to you. He's a there. man of letters. Yes. A man of hard-to-read letters. Yes. A couple of letters that don't seem to be connected to a word. But anyway, uh, well, Timothy Sandifer, author of Frederick Douglass' Self-Made Man, I have just ordered five copies of your book, and I'm going to distribute them to my local schools. Your move, sir!
0: That was a humble brag, what so yeah, that was. No kidding. Mm. I will not be made to look like a cheapskate. Sir <laughs> So ask you all ask all your friends for free stuff? <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right. So you got a restaurant, give me some food. <laughs> hey, uh, they sent me a, a bill at the end of the meal. What was going on with that? Didn't and, you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> right. Could you give right. me a free oil change over there since you work at that carla? Um is it yeah. in,
0: anything written inside the book? Nice note from the
1: author? Well, there's a lot written inside the book. That's the point of a book. <laughs> Inscribed by
2: the author. Oh, I see. Yes, personal sorry. inscription there to you. Uh,
1: it's really the whole book thing. Oh, God. Joe, here's your free copy, you cheap bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that set the record straight. <laughs> That's a funny inscription. Yes. Oh,
1: Santa for you.
2: Let's get
0: the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well,
2: the White House shifting back and forth on gun legislation. That shift continues. Now you got the NRA coming out saying they believe Trump has no interest in gun control. After meeting with the president in the Oval Office last night, the NRA's chief lobbyist tweeted that Trump and Vice President Pence support the Second Amendment, strong due process, and don't want gun control. That followed Trump's tweet that he had a great meeting with the Guns and Rights Group, the NRA. And all this coming after the earlier meeting when it appeared Trump was willing to deal on a number of issues like raising the legal is- age when you buy a gun to 21. So, because all this shifting action on gun legislation has skidded to a halt in Congress, and not for a lack of bipartisan proposals, but because of the President's constant shifting on gun policy... That's left some, even in his own party, confused and scrambling to figure out what to do next. Without a clear path forward, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has now shelved the gun debate for now. You know, it's just a
1: different process trying to figure out what policies the president wants. It used to be maybe easier or quicker. Well, it probably wasn't easier or quicker. It was just very, very different. Yeah, And Republicans are getting used to the Trump effect, and Democrats too. You can't take everything he says literally. So they'll, they'll figure it out.
0: And the result being, I wonder if we're just going to have nothing happen on guns, like nothing happened after I... the last couple of just insane never-again shootings.
1: Oh, by the way, a special, uh, special uh, tribute to NPR, which this morning is going big on a story. I wish I had the specific wording, but they've really, really outdone themselves. The nexus between Russia collusion and the NRA. They've identified some Russian national who's a highly placed guy who's a lifetime member of the NRA and has come to NRA meetings and met with the presidents of the NRA in the past. So they're, now they're like tying Russian collusion and Trump
2: and the NRA into right. some unholy triangle of something or other. Mm. So, mm. Gold medal winning gymnast Ali Raisman is suing the U.S. Olympic Committee. She argues in her suit that the USOC knew or should have known that former USA gymnast team Dr. Larry Nasser was molesting her and other young women and girls. Nasser sexually molested athletes that he was supposed to be treating for injuries... Raceman issuing a statement today accusing the USOC and USA Gymnastics of stonewalling on what they knew about Nassar's behavior. Well, they clearly will were. I, I hate the whole suing litigious society thing, but maybe this is
0: the only way you can get these organizations to behave, is if they're afraid of being sued to
1: death. Well, I would say since the moral obligation was overlooked, and it's an obvious, sickening, powerful moral obligation... Yeah, maybe the only way to kick them so they notice is financially. Same which with. Which is sickening.
0: Same with USA Swimming, apparently, right. nationwide for many, many, many years.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk to Jancy Thompson, who's uh, out and talking about the abuse she suffered and others did at USA Swimming.
2: Alright, shifting gears, Fox TV is planning to air a repackaged version of a controversial interview with O.J. Simpson in which he hypothetically details how he might have killed his ex-wife oh, Nicole Brown and her friend Ron Goldman. I-, I remember this, why did he do that? Why did he do that? For, for, for money. For yeah. money, yeah. It was, Wasn't it some sort of pay-per-view? Yeah, it was going to be a pay-per-view, but Fox dropped the whole plan. Back then, because it was just it was just morally repugnant, widespread outrage. It was done eleven years ago. Now they're bringing it back. They've repackaged it. The Simpson interview with then publisher and TV host Judith Regan was to have been called "If I Did It," and was viewed by many, including Regan herself, as basically a confession by OJ to the stabbing deaths of Brown and Goldman. It's uh, it's it's a hard one to figure out. I mean, if you believe he did it but, like,
0: has somehow convinced himself he didn't? So was this dealing with his psyche, or, or who knows what was going on right.
1: there? You know, I don't deny for a minute that that's interesting, but what's more interesting to me is that something was considered beyond the pale, too repugnant, disgusting, unairable 11 years yeah. ago, but now we've become coarse enough and ugly enough that now it's fine. I think that's... Yeah. Uh,
2: Yep, the repackaging's called O.J. Simpson, The Lost Confession, and Fox is going to be airing it March 11. There are there any clips from that, promos, or anything we can grab anywhere?
0: I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit of that. Look around. Right. O.J., the least funny
1: Simpson.
2: That is your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Time to squeeze the eagle. You're watching there. Fox. Shame on you.
0: So I said to my wife last night, well, you watch your TV. It's time to squeeze the eagle. I'll see you in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So at some point, do we want Sean to run through an Oscar category for us?
2: What are you, Best
1: Picture nominees? I'd like to know at least what the names are and what the hell they are. Sure, yeah. It's not about Hollywood self-congratulations. It's uh, turning you on to something you might want to see. Alan Simpson wasn't a very funny Simpson. (laughs) O.J. less funny than Alan Simpson, though. Probably at the very bottom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah,
0: got all that, which is good. And more fun aluminum facts, I understand. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The
1: conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Sometimes
1: I take you down. Ah, the fabulous sounds of Cracker. Thank you, Michael. Can't play enough Cracker. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. I despise the very idea of the Oscars, but I do like a good motion picture. And so with gong mallet in hand, we turn to Positive Sean for his Oscar preview. Who ought to win? Who's going to win? Let's start in counterintuitive fashion with the end. And that's best best picture. Uh, Ten nominees, right? Go ahead. What what should Uh, we know? There are a potential for ten nominees. They did this.
3: Oh, it's up to ten. Up to ten. There are only nine nominees that actually uh, got got the honor this year. Um, So those nine are Call Me By Your Name. Uh Coming of Age, gay romantic tale to yes. a young boy. Yeah. Yes. Um uh, uh, The Darkest Hour, the Gary Oldman, um, Winston Churchill. We bio- will never surrender. Biopic, biopic. I don't know how right. to say that. Uh Dunkirk, uh, the World War II uh set piece movie. Uh really enjoyed that one. Get Out. Uh early on in the year, February release. This one came out of nowhere. This is the before the before the year, Get Out would have been the longest shot to win it. It was a small budget movie, technically kind of a horror movie, although it 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 goes beyond those those parameters. Um, Jordan Peele of jo- uh, Key and Peele comedy fame directed this one. His his directorial wow. debut. Wow. He uh, got nominated. Yes.
0: I uh, just I just walked in the room. Uh, how many movies are nominated for Best Picture? How nine. That, nine. Nine this year. Nine. That's too many. They didn't Back do a full you. ten. They could have done ten. I liked it when it was five. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, so so get I, out. and I got in here late. I didn't get to my I'm I'll have to do it later. My annual art is overrated rant, as they're gonna try to convince us these pictures are so important and have changed so many things about human existence. Mm. Whether it's marriage or raising children or Duh. equality in the workplace or war and peace or whatever. No, they didn't. They entertained people for a couple hours, the end. Back to you, Sean. Uh, Lady
3: Bird, another first-time director. Uh, Greta Gerwig, this is her uh, semi-biographical coming-of-age tale
1: set it's in Sacramento. Lyndon Johnson's wife, everybody knows that. Yes. Uh, the I was team. just reading a piece in the L.A. Times about the pride that's brought to Sacramento, that movie. Because it's essentially a love letter to the town, right? Yes. More or less, yeah, in, the, in a way. The town funny. is very much a, a large character in the movie. You know what I've noticed in traveling the world? Most people have civic pride for things that don't affect their lives at all. Like what well, just uh, I mean, if you like I grew up in in Chicago land and where everybody's like super proud of the architecture, um, and it's and, you know, sports teams or something like that, and sports teams are fun or whatever. but you know, for instance, uh, I remember God Phil Jackson, he was a genius of entertainment marketing, but calling Sacramento a cow town back when the Lakers and the Kings were great rivals. and you know in terms of virtually every measure of quality of life, uh, most people are happier and safer and 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 uh, better housed etc in a cow town like Sacramento than they would be in Los Angeles but because it's not an exciting city Los Angeles would would lord it over Sacramento but how many people living in Los Angeles like are in show business or hang out with Alec Baldwin? Well, he lives in New York actually. But um, how many people actually are affected in any way by the thing that gives them civic pride? Mm. Very little. Mm. Well,
0: so among the best pictures, there's a World War One movie and a World War Two movie. That's good for me. Is that right? What's the World War? Is that the Churchill? No,
3: they're, Churchill's they're, World War Two. I think there's two World War Two oh. movies then because Dunkirk was World War Two. And then uh, the Winston Churchill, yeah, that's World War II as well. Uh, So moving on past Lady Bird, we have the Phantom... If you'd like, I'll write and direct one for you.
1: That's the... mm. Trench Time. That's what I'll call it. It's a a slapstick comedy. Oh, God. Here comes the gas. That is the darkest joke ever.
0: (laughs) So we have... The problem with the nine movies is you can talk about this for 15 minutes just to mention the nine effing movies that got nominated. How
1: about seven?
0: How about five? five was not enough. I thought it was fine. Ah, oh, you're a purist. The
3: Phantom Thread. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis reteaming for the first time since. Uh, I'm not sure I've even heard There of will be one. blood. Um, That's the <laughs> one
0: where he's a dress designer. Yes.
3: yes. Oh Lord. Very bizarre movie that I loved. <laughs> I, I love that movie, but it is strange. Uh, the Post. Uh, this is Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, directed by Steven Spielberg, about the the Washington Post and the the Nixon papers. Uh, the Shape of Water, which is about a lady falling in love with a fish and eventually having sex with it, and <laughs> seriously, uh, not for the children—they don't show it, but it is—it is—it is known. He's a she's love a lover with a, a, a
1: half man, half beast. He's okay. a beast, but he's got a soul, Jack,
3: or so the movie movie would tell
0: you. Okay, so I won't watch that one with the kids. <laughs> no,
3: no, that is it is yeah. called an adult fairy tale for a reason, which is makes my head hurt. What about
1: uh, the nutritious trout <laughs> fish <blanker. laughs>
3: And the last uh, of the nine movies, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. This is the Vegas the exciting favorite. exciting world of outdoor advertising. <laughs> this is the Vegas favorite. This is the one that won a
1: bunch of stuff at the Golden Globes. This uh, it was. It's about the invention of coming up Knott's Berry Farm in five miles. Right. Then in four miles. Then in three. It's about the guy who came up with that. Yeah. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's that, got a small part. Uh, same park. guy.
3: <laughs> right. And uh, so yeah, this did very well at the Golden Globes. This also practically swept the BAFTAs, which are the British Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what's going to win? Which of uh, these is
0: going to win the best picture? I think Sean?
3: Get Out will win. I think Lady Bird should win, but I'm too biased on Lady Bird. I sh- wow. So a couple of be. small
2: movies yeah. are
3: your uh, your picks, huh? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I, I think The Shape of Water has the most nominations of any movies this year, and I think it'll crush all the technical aspects like set design, costume, special so effects, things like that. The
0: ancient Warren Beatty will announce three billboards then. Yes. Somebody will run up on stage and say, "No, it was Lady Bird," and then hilarity will ensue. And
3: I, I and I absolutely love both Get Out and Lady Bird. They were my two favorite movies of the year. So if either one of those wins, I'm a I'm a happy person. Dunkirk, small third place finish for me.
1: Cable TV uh, capitalizing on the heart attack of Kevin Smith was trotting out Clerks last night, and I happened I saw it. I flipped over to it right as the 37 scene began. Google it unless you know it, then you're laughing now. But. Um, uh, I'd i remember that movie being unspeakably hilarious, and it was funnier than I remembered. Um, not for the children.
0: No, another one I'm not going to watch with my kids. <laughs> um, so uh, E! has announced they are going to keep Ryan Seacrest on the red carpet
1: show. Did you hear uh, uh, little Kelly's uh, fawning uh, statement of love to him? I yeah. think it was this morning. Right. But he was the kind, well, he can probably come up with it, but the kindest and most decent and human, humane, human she's ever known, blah, blah, blah. uh, She said he's one of my best friends, and I think they've known each other for
0: like a year or something. And he's not at all rapey.
1: She didn't say that. (laughs) She didn't say that, but that's what she was trying to say.
0: Yeah. Well, I assume she wouldn't say that if she thought the other, right?
1: Right.
3: Do yeah. you want to squeeze in one of the uh, actors or director category here? Save that for later.
1: Uh,
3: There's only five of each of those. and just, Best uh, Picture is the only one that has nine.
0: Honest to God, I just can't wrap my head around nine. It just, it's just too many names to keep track of. That's why I liked it before.
1: Unless a child or a dog wins an acting honor, I don't care, so I'll let you be the judge of that.
3: <laughs> and I'm prepared child a child or a dog. <laughs> I've prepared a full 10-minute featurette on the preferential ballot voting system on how these things get Selected. Oh, Lord. Should um, you be so interested?
1: Uh, is there an award show of, like, gifted surgeons or a t- or teachers? That'd be a good one. Can I watch a show with the best teachers in America and their innovations and in how they reach kids? That would be good. Can I watch that on Sunday night? That would be good. I'll watch Kimmel's
0: monologue. That's pretty much it. And I'm actors. interested in how they're going to handle the tone. So it turns out USA swimming every bit as bad as USA gymnastics in terms of pervos and letting people being molested and moving around coaches they knew were pervs to molest other kids. They ought to be shot. we got a lot on that coming up with an actual swimmer on the Armstrong and Getty Show.